Today on the podcast, we are digging deep. Real deep, if you know I knew what you were going to say that in that way. <laughs> Talking about sex. Talking about sex. So, if you have tiny ears listening, this may be a time for you to put your AirPods on, go into another room, drive alone with them napping in the back seat. I don't know. Yeah. This is not for them. This is for you and your partner. We're talking about what it feels like when your partner is not valuing you sexually. Yeah. And literally we're opening up and talking with each other about it. Yeah. It's pretty vulnerable. Let's get in. Hi, I'm Tira. And I'm Wes. Welcome to I Get It, the podcast that lets you know we are all on this wild ride together. And speaking of wild rides. Okay, okay, Wes. <laughs> we are here to have those hard conversations you typically don't even have with your best friend. Yeah, from navigating parenthood to living with adventure and generating income so we can actually retire one day. No topic is off limits, and we call body parts what they are. Life isn't always easy, and you are not alone. Welcome to I Get It. Today was a wild day. Holy moly. Yeah. So much has happened. Wes and I are finally going to get away together. We have never done a tropical vacation together. We've been to like Belize and Turks and Caicos. We've been places. All work related. All work related. This is the first time that we are saying we're going to go somewhere tropical just for us. And I was like, no computer, nothing. And you're like, I'm bringing my computer. I never go anywhere without my computer. <laughs> um, but I haven't even left the country since 2016. And I've had a passport active since 2003. So it never occurred to me, oh, I need to have a passport and make sure it's up to date. Until I was sitting at a birthday party this last Saturday and a friend of mine said, yeah, we're trying to plan a trip to Italy and we're getting our passports right now. And I heard the word passport and my heart <laughs> uh, fell out of my butt. Like yeah. my friend told me that he was there with you and he just said, I saw everything just rush out of her face. <laughs> of like, Yeah, I didn't even think about that either. Um, so just so you know, you have to have a passport yeah. to leave the country. <laughs> yes, which we've known that. Yes. Obviously, we've traveled. Every, Wes's passport was so fun to look at because it was completely full, which mine was pretty full, but yeah. Wes was like stacked full. I think I almost filled every page. Yes, you did. So cool. And um, so we obviously knew we needed it. We just didn't think it expired this past summer during COVID. So it never crossed my mind to even look at it at that time. Yeah. And we are now, I spent all morning trying to figure out how to overnight our passport information to hopefully get it. Right now it says four weeks at the minimum. Like that's the quickest you can get it back. And we are already under four weeks. Yeah. So we're gonna have so. to call a congressman. And hope that I'm not blacklisted. If it doesn't work, we'll go to the beach. <laughs> oh, gosh. Please, please work. <laughs> we are going to Costa Rica. And it is so exciting, the thought of us just being away and somewhere super spicy. I want to swim under a waterfall. I am searching for the skimpiest bikinis that I can get away with that I cannot Amen. wear at Orange Beach. Because yeah. I may run into my first grade teacher or something. Yeah, Sunday school teacher from Absolutely, high school. Absolutely, yeah. yes. And exercising three times a day, doing all the things because we are going to go and have an incredible, sexy time in Costa Rica. 
and you Done. better get your vasectomy before we go. So yeah, I'll tell you more about that later. <laughs> Did some research. Yeah. Uh, and just in case Mo Brooks, uh, our representative, if you are listening, <laughs> we may need your help because um, we understand that you can push the process a little bit. So just in case, Mo, if you're listening, buddy, probably are. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll I'm, see. I'm definitely on his bad <laughs> list. One hundred. I've called his office more than once and... It was not for good reason. So, um, speaking of sexy time in Costa Rica, we are diving in today talking about the impact that it has had in our marriage of seasons where I have not cared about sex. Mm. And this is something... And me too, right? No, you've never (laughs) not cared about sex, which is why it's important and why we're talking about it. And I've had so many conversations with several girlfriends like this is not just a one off conversation you have had conversations with guy friends that are experiencing this feeling right now of their partner not wanting to engage sexually with them and the impact that it's having on our on their lives and on your life now this is not gender specific just like i said a moment ago i've had conversations with girlfriends that are desiring this type of connection with their husbands that are not receiving it. And so being the sex partner wanting more sex doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. No one is broken here. Happy for every type of person that has a high sex drive, like cheering you on. Thank you. For us specifically... It is me, the woman, that has the lower sex drive and Wes, the man, that has the higher sex drive. So we're going to talk about it in our situation, but just say you're the Wes in this. And I've had two couples recently that the guy or the girl has reached out and said that it's the husband that relates to me and the wife that relates to you. Yeah. And I love that. It makes me so happy, honestly. So it's okay, girls, if you relate with Wes and vice versa. But... Just a quick recap, Wes and I have been married for 13 years now, and our sexual relationship has been a roller coaster. I was a virgin when we got married as far as intercourse goes. So year one, we were like, great, we're doing it. It's not awesome, but we're both in it and we're trying, (laughs) you know, like we're going to try to figure this thing out. Maybe one orgasm in the entire year, you know, but we, for you, we like gave in. Yes. Year two through five was dear God, this is so embarrassing. Why do I have to do this? Like my body is doing things. It's making noise. Like there's just too much going on. Some babies being pushed out? Um, no, not yet. That's year two through five. Year two is when my shame oh, yeah, hit, yeah, 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 where yeah, I was yeah. just like suddenly wanting to cover my body. Don't look at me. Don't touch me any certain ways. I feel a lot of shame. Mm. Um, we were still doing it, but nothing out of the ordinary. Like we're going to keep everything in where it's supposed to be. Like Safe zones. Safe zones only. Year five through 11. So quite a long stretch right there. <laughs> I am so dang exhausted. How quick can we do this? Like, I'm practically asleep and you don't even know it. Um, I'm not a good faker. So I'm not even going to try to moan in your ear because that's not who I am. I can't, I'm not a fake person. Yep. <laughs> and we're, you're, you're getting it off, but you're not, 
nothing else is happening here. Yeah. Let's just take care of business, get it done. Let's just take care of business and get it done. Year 12 hit along with the coronavirus pandemic. And oh yeah, this is actually fun. This matters. Let's try to figure it out. So we have just accomplished. We are now on year 13. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. Um, we had nothing else to do but clean our house at that time and sit and worry. So I think we were just getting all of our stress out on each other <laughs> during mm-hmm. that season. And that's actually not true. There's much more. We met with um, family counselor, sex therapist, Dr. Glenn Hill, and his incredible wife, Phyllis. So we actually sought out help last year. It was not just us thinking we could figure it out on our own. I think we finally realized it, we're 12 years in and we're not figuring it out on our own. Yeah. So we need to talk to somebody and they have webinars that are $100 for four weeks of learning and from their connection codes and their sex webinars, which were truly like they transformed everything for us for $100. Yeah. So Dr. Glenn Hill connection codes right there. That's the plug for them. But each of these seasons, from year one to year 13, they were definitely sprinkled with waves of adventure. They were not all just bland, even that five through 11. I mean, we have had sex in public spaces. Yeah. You have, like, experienced some things in the bushes of the Rose Gardens in Portland, Oregon. Like, we have definitely, I have stepped up at times for you. But overall, the attitude was, I'll do it, but I'm not going to be vulnerable during it. That was my vibe for those 12 years. And I thought that doing it was enough. But after a time, I realized that Wes needed more for me. And I need to put this little asterisk right here. After time, Wes had been telling me all along that he needed more from me. Hmm. But it took me time to actually realize why, what, how I could show up for him and that he could show up for me. This is a two-way street here. It is not just me constantly giving myself to him. Um, But the key word there is he needed more. It's not that he wanted more. I think we often get that in our head when our spouse is saying, hey, I'm feeling this way. I I need to have more sex with you or we need to have, be more intimate. We think, oh, you just want that. You know, like Yeah, what do you feel when like, I say, "Hey, T, I need more sex." How does that make you feel? Um, when it's just like a conversation like this, we're going to dive into what kinds of conversations to have. But I guess whenever previously you would say that those we would have those conversations, I would think, yeah, and I want more sleep, but we're not, neither of us are really getting what we want. And I would also think. Sleep is not a love language, Tira. But it <laughs> depends on how, how many kids you have. Um, but I would also think I would be a little, I would be bitter because for us, I was having sex with you. I was. And so I would think, dude, I'm already showing up for you. Why can't you just be grateful for that? Yeah. Why is that not enough for you? I, I know people that they haven't had sex in months. Like you had sex last week. Suck it up, soldier. That's what I would think. And that was the attitude that I had. And so this just goes to show for spouses that are not having sex at all, 
it's the equivalent for a spouse that is having sex but is not experiencing any type of connection or intimacy. Like those feelings yes. and what it does to those partners feels the same to them. Now, the percentage of feeling may be greater for sure. The people that are not having sex are probably thinking, dude, you are getting something. Be grateful yeah. for that, you know? <laughs> um, so they may be feeling that at 100% where you are still feeling it at 60%. But what I had to realize is that if I want my husband to be fulfilled in his sexual desires, he needed more. And talking to Dr. Glenn and Phyllis, one of the things that they say that was so impactful for me is when you get married, if you have chosen to have a monogamous relationship, which Wes and I have chosen for ourselves, I am his only sexual partner. Period. Like, that's it. And if there are things that I want in my life, like I want to work, I wanted to be a mom, I want to travel, I have things that I want to feel fulfilled in, why should I say, oh, but for the rest of your life, you don't get to feel fulfilled in something? Yeah. That's ultimately up to me. And is that a lot of pressure? Hell yeah. That's why, you know. That makes me feel really seen. And I'm sure for anybody in the same situation I would be in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? And yes, you are totally right. Yeah. And so when you get married, you make that decision to say, I'm willing to step up for you and I don't have to do everything for you, obviously. And I have my own boundaries that we need to respect, but I'm also willing to see your needs and do everything I can to meet them especially in the areas where it is ultimately up to me. And that's for if you'd want to stay in monogamy, which we do. Yeah. And so I want to talk to Wes right now about how that actually made him feel during that time. We are essentially about to rehash arguments that we have had 50 plus times over the (laughs) 12 years of marriage. Because I know that there are spouses out there, both male and female, who are feeling exactly how Wes did. And sometimes hearing these things from someone else can make it click. And that's essentially what happened for me. Hearing it from Dr. Glenn and Phyllis and talking to friends, I could finally see where you were at. Where you telling me where you were at, it didn't, I mean, that's... Yeah, understandably. I mean, it's tough. You know, we both have kind of our own views and it's hard to listen to just one each other. But when we have other people pouring into our lives and relating, uh, it helps a lot, which is the whole reason why we're doing this. A hundred percent because this is vulnerable. Even I told Wes before we started, I was like, do you want to talk about this tonight or we can do something else? He was like, man, this is vulnerable for me. Yeah. And so Wes, thank you for stepping in because other people that their spouse is wanting more, but they don't get it. Right now, you can help them see what their spouse is feeling. Yeah. That maybe they can't communicate themselves. Or they have, but it just isn't clicking yet. And guys, I'm telling you, if you're that person, I am you. You are also not alone. You are a human being, and we are all just doing the best we can, and you are dealing with your own shit, you know? So I see you in that. So Wes, take yourself (laughs) back to 365 days ago and 
how did you feel during that season of you, oh, I can see two different talks specifically, you sitting on the couch and trying to tell me what you needed? How were you feeling during that season? Yeah, I mean, I think in a season where we are not connected in sex. Well, first I should establish that there's a big difference between like emotional connection sex and just having sex. Right, half asleep. And so I think a lot of people that align with you are going to say, I had sex with you. Like we did, you know, Dr. Glenn says point slide A and slide B. Like we we had intercourse. Yeah. Like dog, that does not fulfill my desires and my needs. It really makes me feel uh, ashamed, unloved, unworthy, unseen. That's a big one. Why does it make you feel unworthy? Go deeper. You know, definitely because I don't feel seen by my wife. This one person I've given like my whole life to. And you know, I want to feel attractive to you. I want to feel desired. And I think that's a that's a up and downhill all the time of like plenty of times during the year I feel I don't feel desired by you. And I think, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day. One of the things they said is that just because you're not having sex with me or connecting that way doesn't mean you're not attracted to me or desired. And that's hard for me to see because I totally feel it when we're connected and having sex, you know? And it's just we see things in a much different way. A hundred percent. And so it's using the word unworthy though. Like you're saying that very nonchalantly. But that is such a heavy and deep feeling. Like there's nothing light about not feeling worthy of your spouse. Yeah. You know? And so I'm. what did that do to you? How did that impact you to not feel worthy? In home life, I think you and I, um, I don't feel connected to you because I don't feel like you see me or, you know, we just haven't connected in any way in work life. I don't feel confident. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you think about that time, you know, when you just fet, met somebody like, let's say church camp, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you made this, you know, you find out there's an attraction there. You feel confident. Like there's yeah. this like, all right, dude, I can do this. I got this. And now take it all away where you're feeling ashamed and like nobody, nobody's attracted to me at all. I'm like super uncomfortable. Mm that's it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's a space I don't want to be in. That's a space I have to tell myself, you do love me. I have to tell myself, you feel attracted to me. It's just not your thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's a tough place to be when you're feeling these emotions, you know? Yeah, for sure. Whenever I think back to it and even recently we, I was, PMSing last week, we went a week and a half, which is a long time for us to not have sex. And it felt like a month. Oh gosh. Yes. For you, it did. But those last like 48 ish hours, you were so easily triggered. You were so grump, like, and you weren't meaning to be, it wasn't intentional, but you just were on edge constantly to where mentally I was like, okay, the man needs sex, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it is time, you know, to, to step in and do this. So, and I so wish that 
you just desired that. Yeah. But you all, I feel like in your mind, you always just see it as a need. Like, you know what I mean? I need to do this. So he's not this way. Or I need to do, I fulfill this because it's my duty and stuff like that. But I just wish I could impart my desire that I have for you into you somehow. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. that's just not the way you are. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. But We're different people, you know? For sure. I wish I could take some of that. Uh, but just seeing like you, you feel unworthy. Yeah insecure you don't have confidence in life not just home but in your life you are easily angered triggered you're snapping at all of us yeah i don't probably notice that as much but. oh but i definitely <laughs> do we fought we had like these all like a bunch of little fights constantly yeah. during those few days and something else that is kind of triggering for us but you're you're easily tempted yeah. You know, whenever we look back, we've talked openly about your dive, you know, into pornography and how you didn't even mean for that to happen, but it snowballed. And while I never, ever think that a partner can have an excuse to cheat, whether it's mentally, emotionally, or physically with someone else, I also have to look at myself and take accountability that I was not showing up for this need. Like you were sitting here telling me I have this need, I have this desire and I'm still sleepy panda over here because I was, I had two babies during that time. Yeah. Literally like I went through two full pregnancies during that season that you were looking at pornography regularly. And I have to realize that those temptations just come so much faster because you are wired as a sexual being. I am wired as a sexual being. That is how we were literally designed to be. Our bodies were actually created for this. Your mind was wired for this. Why do we not acknowledge this? Just like we're wired to eat three times a day. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't choose this for ourselves. Now, does this mean that I'm showing up now that I realize this about you and the depths of what it, how it affects you and not feeling loved and seen in our relationship? Does this mean that I'm now showing up seven days a week in lingerie, greeting you at the door, ready to blow your mind? When I, is that going to happen? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Does that mean that I'm shifting any of my own boundaries of what makes me uncomfortable? Not exactly. No. But I am willing to push them a little further while still remaining true to myself. And does that mean that I have to have sex with you out of obligation? Absolutely not. None of these things mean that I have to change who I am and push away my own needs just to meet Wes where he's at, because this is a partnership. This is both of us saying, this is what I'm needing and coming together and us wanting to help the other person fulfill their own needs. So thinking yeah. about this, there are some questions. I have four questions for you to have a conversation with your partner. If this is an area that you are struggling with, because all people are different. What is going to work for you and your partner? And what I'm going to say my needs are is different than what yours are. You, you may have 10 kids, you know, like 
you may need sex left o- less often. And even the person who's desiring sex more may not be needing it every three days like West Wages is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember like early on, like how often are we supposed to have sex? You know what I mean? Like looking at that before we got married and something like that. And now I realize like that's not an easy answer to say. Like it's just 100%. every single person is different and every couple is different. For sure. And so you have to work it out and see what's good for you. Uh, absolutely. And for both people. Now, I will say right here that for some of you, I'm saying you have to talk about sex. <laughs> and one of you, your skin is crawling. That was Tira. That was me 100%. We would be just on a regular day. If Wes would even just make a small sexual comment or joke, I would just ignore it. I would act like the words didn't even come out of his mouth because I was afraid if I acknowledged it, then he would think, mm, we're having sex later, which Are you, means... You're speaking in past, but I, even in the present, this still happens. I have so. gotten better. <laughs> yeah. I have gotten much better. But I just feel like if I acknowledge it, that means I'm now like nailed in to having to make sure we have sex that night with me not knowing what's going to happen the rest of the day yeah. with these children of mine. And so I understand that is not an easy conversation to have, but ultimately what this conversation is, is about you telling him or her what you need. So take these four questions and answer them individually before you come together and talk about them. Question number one, do you desire to have sex more or less than we are right now? More. Wesley? Did you want me to answer these? Sorry. No. Oh. <laughs> Wes's answer, no matter what, will always be more. And I've learned to accept that. Yeah. Um, the second... Try, try me. <laughs> There's a task right there. Oh, no. Come I... on. Try. Let's see. Let's, let's ante up and see what happens. It will still be more. <laughs> Trust, actually, we have tried not long ago. And uh, it was still... The answer is more. And that's okay. Yeah. Because... That is who you are, and we have learned together. We've gone, we know how to at least feel fulfilled in the fact of getting you to a point where you're not feeling the unworthiness, the insecurities, all of those things. Like that, yes, is the goal, and that's what leads me to the next question. Question number two is how often realistically would make you feel valued? Take into account how many children you have, how stressful your job is, what you have going on in the world right now that is depleting your energy every day. And with this, I would say it's not necessarily how often, but it's how often you're having connected, vulnerable, intimate sex. Yeah, okay, That yes, I agree with that. But how often still matters because for one person, they it may be, I need to experience this intimate sex once a week to feel valued. Mm -hmm. For some people, it may be like you every three days. Some people, it may be just one month show up for me in this way. And so wherever you fall, what will make you feel valued where you can feel confident in, in who you are? Yeah. Number three, what is currently missing from our sex life? that you want what is that and for Wes that was the intimacy it was me 
being willing to be a little vulnerable with him. Yeah, um, not just showing up and saying, hey, come on, let's get this done. For sure. And for me to respond to him when he makes little jokes about sex during the day or when he has these little comments or whatever, he wants me to acknowledge that he said something to me. Number four, how can I support you so you can show up sexually for me? And for some of those, it may be you put the kids down the nights that we're going to have sex, or you wake up with the kids through the night or the next morning on those nights for the other person or for the same person. And it may be, I need more of my own love language. I'm feeling depleted right now. This is how you can serve me. And so what do you need to feel supported from your spouse so you can show up? So those four questions, sitting down and having this conversation. And I am going to say right now that it is so easy to go into the deep end right here and it turn into a fight for it to turn into something. Someone has their feelings hurt. I understand that we, like when I said that we've rehashed these fights, like we fought, we have fought about sex more than we have fought about any single thing in our relationship. Yeah. And I think that's probably pretty normal, pretty dang normal, but it is important that you recognize in this moment, your partner is showing up. If they're willing to sit down and have this conversation with you, then they're willing to be vulnerable with you. And that takes a lot. So give each other so much grace and understanding and be thankful that they are willing to show up with you. And realize that this last question of how can I support you? This matters. That one matters big. Yeah. And this is not a time to rip each other down and say, you didn't do this and you're not doing this. You're saying, this is what I need, not this is what you're not doing. And I think that so often that is when the tides turn. As soon as we start picking the other person apart and saying, this is what you're not doing, that person gets defensive. Now we are, it is on, we are fighting Versus just saying, this is where I'm at personally. Yeah. And then finding this middle ground, recognizing you may not be able to feel, fulfill that every three-day quota. And your partner may not be able to do that for you. So if you said every three days and she said every two weeks, well, guess what? Y'all need to find a compromise on that. You need to find a way to meet each other. And that again is where that last question is going to come in. If your partner feels more supported by you, maybe that two week can become one week. So now y'all have met in that middle. Yeah. And let me say the sex, it doesn't always have to be sex in intercourse. You know, you just like telling me like, Hey, I'm really attracted to you and I love the way you do this. And I can't wait for this to happen. Something like that. Boom. I may just feel fulfilled in that one day. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, as long as we've had sex, though, within the, (laughs) that wouldn't work if we'd gone a week without having sex. That would not fulfill you, knowing how you are wired. But if we've just had good sex, and I say that two days later, that may click you for that day to where now we can put it off again. (laughs) You know, it may like. It may be clicked. It may, it may, you may be clicked. Yeah. Um, and so I think that again, just depends on how often, and if you have already felt intimacy within your time frame of what yeah. matters to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a great point. 
And some of y'all may be thinking, Tira, you put way too much emphasis on sex. Yeah, I may be. But that may be because your partner is needing me to. And we, like I said earlier, are created to be sexual creatures. Our bodies physically react when we see certain stimuli that is sexual to us. I mean, I know we talked about Bridgerton on here. Bridgerton, (laughs) you know, like our bodies. We reacted to episode six. Don't even act like you didn't. (laughs) End of episode five into episode six. So we are like, and we didn't even choose to feel that way when we watched it. And so, yes, I'm putting an emphasis on sex because I'm married to someone that it matters to. So if it matters to them, then it needs to matter at least a certain percentage to me. Now, if both of y'all got off scot-free and it doesn't matter to either of you, high-five each other and go to Costa Rica and swim under a waterfall and don't worry about anything. But if it matters to one of you, it has to matter to both of you. So when Wes is saying that he feels worthless, it's because I'm removing a piece of his core being. And I'm telling him that that part of him isn't important to me to show up for. That is what it's doing. Mm -hmm. This leaves him feeling alone. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, totally. And when we feel alone, well, that's the opposite of marriage. We didn't get married to feel alone. So if you're feeling alone in your marriage or your partner is feeling alone in your marriage, that means you, I say go Dr. Glenn, you know, but start with these basic conversations to see the other person and what they're needing while still respecting your own boundaries. Just talk about it talk about it but you can't just say just talk about it because that's how the fight comes off yeah we've we've just talked about it hundreds of times it's talking with other people who are experiencing the same struggle and that can help you through it and then also having these conversations that are pointing the finger at yourself and not at the other person and realizing what the needs actually are so you find the ground that works for both partners schedule it then show up more impactful sex on a timeline that works for both of us that equals a partnership two people showing up for each other and this conversation can be applied to any aspect of your relationship housework (laughs) you know just how often do you want to do housework (laughs) well it's what do you need from me or yeah what do you need how can I support you better? That's what it is. Yeah. And I know, I hope this has helped somebody. I hurt for both members <laughs> of relationships that are experiencing this. I hurt for the partner now that is not experiencing feeling fulfilled. That's experiencing the lack of unworthiness. Like I hurt for them. And I hurt for the other partner who is exhausted from the outside world where they have no energy left to give because I see you too. This is really, really hard. And it takes a lot of patience and a lot of practice. And we have been there and I want to give you hope, especially if you are in the trenches of the early days of having your babies. If you're any, like having our babies back to back, like that, those were dark days. 
And we can still be in them some days, but we're seeing the light now. And you will to hold on and be faithful. So if you want to have any more of this conversation, if you have questions, if you need to just talk to me or Wes about anything, hit us up. You can find me on Instagram at Tierra Wages. I do a pretty good job at responding on Instagram. If I happen to not, it's unintentional. Just message me again. I try really hard to respond to every single person because you're not alone. And I genuinely want to show you that. Um, but find me at Tierra Wages. Wes is at West Wages. And thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. I hope that this helps somebody. I wish that I had realized it sooner, but honestly, being, I, I was drowning. I was drowning in life, and I don't know if I could at the time. And you're not alone in that. So I know that life is a little crazy, and there are days that you feel a little crazy, especially when you are desiring something. One of you, it's sleep, and one of you, it's sex. (laughs) You're desiring something so badly, and the other person just can't, isn't showing up for you, and you feel alone. You're actually not alone. (laughs) We've been there, (laughs) both of us. We get it. Be happy and love each other. Peace.